Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back, or if this is your first time, I'm Hakeem, and this is... Ashley, hey! We own Beautylicious. It's a last year academy and supply store. And on our podcast, we like to talk about anything business, whether it's lash-related or not. We're here to help with our own um, journey, journey. We're, we're everything we're going through all the time. We share it here. And I think like the main thing we try to talk about is just helping you guys grow. And so if you guys enjoyed Hakeem doing the intro today, it's my first time guys, fumbling so. through it, uh, definitely um, share this to your social media and stuff. Hakeem had to rehearse that intro about 12 times. And um, he's he's shaking in his boots and, over here. And if you guys could please let me know how I did. So if you guys like my intros better or Ashley's intros better, please leave let it in the comments. <laughs> leave it in the reviews. All right. Um, but anyways, thank you, Hakeem. I think you did good. I think it it, it only took twelve takes. It only that's took, not yeah, so bad. It's not that bad. Um. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. Um. Like you said, whether you're a returning listener or if this is your first time. Um, something that Hakeem and I are really, whether, you know, even when we have to do really, really hard things like doing intros on podcasts and staying up late, we, you know, we worked all day today. It's a rainy day here in Southern California. Uh, we worked all day today and Hakeem's not a morning person, but here we are still pouring back into you guys. So obviously we're very passionate about helping you guys out. So, um, thank you so much to everyone listening. Um, yeah, it's been pretty crazy here in Southern California. We don't get a lot of rain where I think we've had been in drought for like our whole lives, basically. Yeah. I think they still had the drought signs up last week that we were had a drought. So don't, yeah. don't use too much water. So, so, so it's good. It's good. We're getting some rain. Yeah. I feel like everyone in California says that it's like part of our personality. When someone says that there's, it's raining outside, they'd always say, ah, but it's so good for us or whatever. <laughs> That's like our personality. Um, anyways, I don't know where you guys are um, located listening, but um, we're very grateful to have you guys. We're getting used to um, this adjustment lately because if you don't know, for a long time, I haven't been doing lashes and I started doing lashes again. The holidays is a really good time to get, you know, to get new clients in. And I thought, why not take advantage? Um, there's a lot of changes that our business has been going through. If you've been following us for a while. Uh, one thing that I want to make very, very clear here, you guys, is that Hakeem and I are very, very far from perfect. Um, we have come a, far. We've come a long way <laughs> from where we started. But overall, um, you know, we're just as fucked up as anyone else. Any other couple who, you know, fights all the time and talks shit and gets almost this morning. We almost got divorced on the way to work. Yeah, for sure. So I uh, just want to put that out there. And on that note... I would like um, to introduce the topic of this week's episode um, that is where we're going to be telling you guys or um, educating you guys, whatever you want to say, giving you a heads up, giving you some free game on some of the things that we wish that we knew before we started. Obviously, you read the title, so you already know what the episode's about, but in a nutshell, um, there's so much that you think you know when you start a business. I mean, honestly, once you hit like puberty, you, th you, th you just think you know it all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I definitely started a lot younger than my <laughs> puberty years. Um, I would say probably, I think it goes back to like second grade, like second grade. I thought I was like the smartest ever. So this God complex, um, you know, I really got, I really got, really got humbled when I started my business. I would say, um, I mean, life humbles you all throughout, but definitely when I started my business, I realized I don't know shit. You know, I realized I don't know shit and I would definitely have to argue that a lot of it comes, you know, from our culture and 
people, you know, some of the things that like our parents got passed down from their parents and their parents and their parents, it's just like culturally very traditional, but that also has a lot to do with the fact that um, they come from, you know, scarcity and a lot of poverty and uh, oppression. So I can understand how, you know, now that we live these privileged lives with very pale skin and, you know, Hakeem and I are both, I mean, when we're, when we're dressed a certain way, Hakeem and I are both pretty white passing. Uh, As long as Hakeem doesn't show his bald head and his tattoos, he's pretty white passing. So I feel like that has, you know, a lot to do with why running a business has been difficult. I think for both of us in our own ways, definitely me and Hakeem don't have the same struggles, but we've both struggled yeah, in our sure. business. Everybody struggles. Yeah, for sure. But definitely totally different. That's why I thought this topic would be a really cool um, and a really cool um, kind of blend between the two, because the biggest mistakes that I made and the things that I wish I knew are vastly different than, from, than from my mistakes or what which is things that I wish I knew. If anything, I would even argue that once you guys hear what we, you know, what are, what we wish we knew, they're actually like, Everything that I wish I knew, you, I feel like you have so deeply engraved in you, right? We talked about these earlier and the stuff that you wish you knew is like yeah, for sure. 100% the things that I've been knowing. So if you think about it like that, we really are the freaking opposite. Um, and maybe that's why we're, we make such a good team when we're not at each other's throats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, and I hope you guys also, again, just one more time, I'm going to give him a shout out for his amazing intro that he did, because one thing that we would like to share with you guys is that pretty soon, Hakeem's going to start doing some episodes all by himself. Um, granted that we, you know, you guys say that you want it. Um, we did some recon on our Instagram stories recently. And by we, I mean me. I did some polls and asked people like, who would they who would you guys want to hear on our podcast? As of late, we, we haven't had a whole lot of guest speakers. So we wanted to see who you guys be interested in, uh, what kind of topics you want to learn, you want us to talk about, as well as, you know, what moving forward, what would you guys just overall want from the, this from the podcast now that we've really established uh, a pretty steady listening base? And a few people mentioned that they would love to have Hakeem take control and you know, sometimes and have him do interviews of people and stuff, which, um, as like slightly backhanded compliment that that was, <laughs> I, I really liked it. I really thought that that's a really great idea. I would love for Hakeem to handle all of our social media. As a matter of fact, that would be like a dream come true for me. Oh, man. So baby <laughs> steps. First things first, he starts with an intro, right? Yeah, for sure. How did that intro feel? How, how, how? I mean, it took me a little while. It was just, I guess it's kind of like how I've been recently. I've recently I've uh, been trying to talk more in my Instagram stories. Who's noticed? If you noticed, leave a review and let us know that you noticed. Yeah, so, I, so I've been doing that just to get comfortable in front of the camera. Like, I feel like... The comfortable more... in front of the camera? You're a TikTok sensation. Okay, but that's... That's way different than than uh, how talking, is it different than talking to the camera. I feel like me making my silly videos is nothing like you guys hearing my voice. It's something, it's something about hearing your own voice in the so, video. Okay, so acting, which means being fake, acting is easy for you. Yeah, but being your authentic, real self is hard. It's a Gemini in me. So being real, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> Usually, it should be the other way around. It should be harder to be fake. Maybe that's that's another topic for another episode, huh? Maybe. Um, maybe maybe I'm alluding to an episode I already have planned oh, with the guest right? speaker. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Anyways, let's get into this. We're already like five minutes in. Um. So okay, let's just jump right in. Um. Some of the biggest lessons, some of the things that I feel 
are the big like have made us the most successful not that we're the most successful yeah, but sure. i mean some of the things that really revolutionized our business are actually like these mistakes that we made or these what we call like limiting beliefs these lies that we almost tell ourselves um to kind of like protect ourselves and one of those why don't you start because they just love you so much why don't you why don't you tell us what is one what thing? are one of my mistakes or one of the things that i wish yeah I, what's I, something that you wish you knew now that you're you know a big baller and you're famous on uh, tiktok no, I guess one of the biggest uh, things that I wish I knew was that um, you can't just throw money to fix a problem. That's one thing that I was like notorious for when I had my barbershop. I would like just throw try to throw money at any problem instead of actually putting in the work. Oh, like, yeah. By the way, for those of you guys who don't know, Hakeem has been a barber for almost 13 years. And he owned a barbershop, one of the most popular pop and barbershops in our whole entire county. So uh, for five years, six yeah, for years. Five years, yeah. yeah. So about five years, he owned literally like the barbershop in town. You know which one I'm talking about. If you guys have one in town, Hakeem owned that. And, um, you know, so you can, you know, he has his own experience with being a business owner. Sorry. I just wanted to throw that in there. Not everybody knows that. He yeah. That that's okay. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah. So that, that was one of my biggest problems. I feel like, I feel like anytime um, we, I had an issue, I just wanted to throw money at the, without really putting in any work. I'm not saying that money can't help you with. What do you an mean? Issue. What do you mean? Throw money at it though? Like I would try to, because some people don't uh, yeah, know what that I, phrase. I, yeah, I, I worry. I guess I would, I would fixate over the wrong things. I would be like, oh, this. I, I guess like for, I guess um, in the, I guess in the beauty industry, I the like aesthetically, aesthetically pleasing things. Like I would worry so much about having the coolest chairs or have oh, yeah. or, or two thousand dollar chairs. By the way, guys, his barber chairs costed two thousand dollars a pop or i had five tvs in the barbershop i I, big one. I worried so much about having the biggest tvs in, in the town. in town like i i focused so much on the little stuff and i didn't want to go out there and actually put in the work to help grow my business i felt like oh if i just have the coolest place like me me putting up this these big tvs and these cool chairs and i remember the time i i, I threw up like a like a big bomb in the back with, with our name. I, tag, but for those who don't know what a bomb is, it's like a, like when a tagging. Tagger yeah. comes in. You know, those, like, a, like when you're in LA and the, and there's walls. Like a graffiti, along, yeah, graffiti yeah, wall. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do this cool graffiti wall. This is going to be cool. People are going to, and like I said, nothing to do with me actually growing my business. Just me throwing money. Oh, I could, I could do this with this. I could just, so I was just trying to throw money to fix like any problem. The outer part. The the outer, outer, yeah. yeah. But it wasn't really too deep. Like I said, I didn't. I'll be honest. Like when I was a barber, I just, I just, like I said, I wanted it to come easy. I just wanted it. I just wanted to roll, roll out of bed, go to work, and have the money fall into my lap. And and uh, you know what's funny? Um, and not to toot my horn. Okay, yes, to toot my horn. Who told you that not to worry about all that stuff and to focus more on the functions and the operations and what your business morals and and day to day? Okay, would be but, like? but just just to to it, talk this about this was in 2015 when he bought this barbershop. And in 2015, I worked at the DMV. Yeah, and and back then, so I thought, Ashley, what what knowledge can Ashley tell me? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys. It it, it wasn't always. Teen mom. It wasn't always like, oh, super. I respect everything Ashley says. I think it's Bible. A lot, honestly, a lot of times before I was just like, shut up, you don't know nothing. I'll Literally, just... you would tell me like, what do you know about business? 
Do you own a business? How many businesses have you owned? And I would just look at you dumbfounded, like, okay, maybe I don't know about running a business, but what I do know about is, is being what? a consumer. Like I know what it feels like to be a customer. I know what it feels like to be a mom. And I remember telling you, you got to talk to these guys about their daily habits and how they dress and how they talk and stuff like that. Because as a mom, and I remember you telling me, nah, like. It's just about getting the fire. Cause that's how, that's how I talk about now. Yeah. So nowadays I tell people that too. I'll like, um, it's not so much about it's not so much about doing the best lashes or the best like I said haircuts of the time. You should always try. You should always try, but honestly, a lot a lot of it is you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So showing people your true self is like so, worth so much more than the actual service. Because there's a, I'm not gonna lie, there's a bunch of girls or guys and that do bomb services in in any industry. It's yeah. not so it's not so much the actual to work. You, there's guys that do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't want to take all the credit for that, but there's been <laughs> guys, but. But the point is, there's people that do good work in any in any situation. They're yeah. Doing. So it's what separates you from everybody else isn't so much the work. It's it's you. it's you. It's yeah. you. So I feel like I and before and I'm money not, can't buy that. Money can't buy that. So sometimes I'd be like zoned out, just cutting hair, like giving no interactions. And I remember when, I'm, when I'm, I always talk about it. One of the guys that worked for me, I didn't think he could cut hair too good, but. But he was booming though, because you know what? Because he he gave that per like the and now personable like, our interactions. Shop, the 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 place where we sell our supplies and teach our classes is in. We actually took over. Fast forward, you know, this is a little off topic, but we took over um, Hakeem's Barbershop and turned it into the Lash Salon, and now it's the Training Academy. Till this day, people still walk in these doors and ask for that guy particularly. I mean, they've asked for everyone. But I would say the most common person they ask for is this particular guy that Hakeem just finished mentioning wasn't even that good. So put that into perspective, you know? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make sure they remember you. You gotta, you gotta make them feel special. I feel like more than anything else. I feel like that's what consumers really like. They, so they, yeah, you they can't they just buy that. You, you, can't, you yeah. can't just, you just can't buy that from people yeah. all the time. And I think that's a really good lesson. That's a good lesson. I mean, it definitely took you a long time to learn, but hey, you know what? That's why we're here. That's why we're telling you guys. If you guys think, if you guys think that you just need the cutest salon or you need this logo that costed $12,000 or you need uh, to buy followers or whatever just, it is you think you need be, like on the outside. Just just realize that you don't. Honestly, you think about some like the like food spots. I was thinking like compare food spots. Some of the bombest food spots are like holes in the walls mm -hmm. and they're jumping. You go in there, they have a line out the door and you go in there, the paint's peeling on the walls. It smells like shit if you like, sit next to the restroom. Like, but... <laughs> That, that's how you know it's not it's not all this like i'm not saying aesthetics doesn't matter at all right but it's we're just, in an aesthetic industry but it, so but i would say i was confused too i don't think it's the most important part of it all it's you. not it's not and that brings me to my first point my first mine one of the things that i feel like i wish that i would have known and truly grasped and understood when i started my business was that just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean that it can't be. And that that really just what Hakimi, what you just said, literally goes into that perfectly because sometimes we think that things need to be done a certain way because that's the way they've always been done. Like, like oh, like these small hole-in-the-wall restaurants, you know, the, they, the person who created that might have thought at one point that they needed to be like in this, you know, all the big salons when I was growing up were in these fancy, you know. Like in the downtown areas of your city, like on the main streets and stuff. Yeah, like. and I remember when I opened my first salon and it was in a, an office space. I mean, it looked like monkeys lived in there and were throwing their shit everywhere. And let's be completely frank, like there was no other like aesthetic spa services in that whole building. It was literally an office building. Like like insurance salesman. Insurance, taxes, um, 
construction, like their office, you know, stuff like that. There was, there was a leasing company there. There was no like spa services. There wasn't a, like a shopping mall or anything like that where you would go get your nails done. This was straight up <laughs> like a professional building. And so that's just one thing. Many other things. I mean, my name, for example, typically, you know, beauty service place, you know, companies are names like lashes by or aesthetics, blah, 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 or, you know, lash and blah, blah, blah. Like all of these brands had it very specific what they like, what they do. And one thing I knew about my brand and my logo or my name was I didn't want it to, to hone me in. Cause when I started my industry, I started out in makeup. Yeah. So, but I, I think I always knew like there was a reason why I didn't want to be makeup by Ashley. First of all, that's like, in my opinion, very generic, but also I had a weird, like, I guess I kind of knew that you're, you're going to do the product line and well, yes, back up back then. Yes, you're right. Um, I was obsessed with Jaclyn Hill. So I thought, Oh my God, maybe one day I can come out with my product line or something like that. But this was like, man, yeah. this is so long ago. It was like uh, 10 years ago. Um, uh, it was kind of like a pipe dream, you know, I never thought it actually happened, but I left the opportunity out there. But my point is that there were so many people doing things a certain way. I remember, I mean, everything I've ever done, like I was always afraid to take the leap. And sometimes those are my biggest regrets. Like I wish that the moment something was on my heart, I would have just went with it. I wish I would have stuck to makeup and not went and worked at the DMV because the DMV was like a safe government job that my family would be proud of. Everyone in my family, all of the women in my family were government jobs. All of them, my mom, my grandmother, my aunts, like my godmother, all the people. They want that security. That security of that, like not being able to just get fired for any reason and 401k, paid sick leave, you know, stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, like that's, we talked about this on this podcast before, especially in the um, minority mindset. Um, we've talked about this, but the truth is like, just because nobody in my family had created a successful business, no one was an entrepreneur, well, no legal entrepreneurs, yeah. but again, successful, like the one not legal entrepreneur in my family didn't end up being successful at it, you know, got caught up, went to prison. And so missed, you know, the, the birth of his firstborn child, me. Um, and so I don't have anyone before me to give me an example. I never seen, even if I had seen anybody be a successful entrepreneur, which I hadn't, if I had, if I had to think about it, it'd probably be a male and they probably didn't look like me. Like, they were probably of a very different demographic and age group and didn't even live in the city where I lived, if that makes sense. So I had no example of reference to do what I was going to do. And when I told my parents that I had plans to, you know, be a, um, an esthetician and I was going to take a break from university to go to beauty school and I was pregnant, like when our second kid, my parents were like devastated. And for a split second, I really thought like, Damn, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. I might have fucked up. I might have royally fucked up. And that's, you know, a regret of mine. I wish I wouldn't because so for the first two years of like beauty school and like doing lashes and stuff, at the back of my mind, I always was like, well, this is just a side hustle so that yeah. I can get yeah. back into college and not have to worry about babysitters and stuff. It was I never took it seriously. Like obviously I took my clients seriously and I treated them very well, but deep down inside, I always kind of quote knew this wasn't going to last. And that the, you know, the moment it didn't like start to be profitable, it was going to be my excuse to go to university. But my point is like, had I had this faith inside of me that like, just because it hasn't been done, doesn't mean it can't. I don't. It's hard though. It's hard. Cause I remember when I had the barbers, like when I had first bought the barbershop, I just, wanted to do what the guys around me had done and yes then, and i didn't really it's like imposter syndrome in yeah, a way it's like sure. you think you can't and i guess if i would have known 
Like if I would have truly believed it, I feel like I would have approached things. I would have started on social media sooner. I would have put myself out there more. I wouldn't have been so afraid, you know, I wouldn't because I already was convinced that it wasn't going to make it. So I would say that was probably my biggest one. Um, what's, what was yours? How came, I, I mean, okay. So mine kind of ties into that. So like, but not, um, what I actually said is, uh, believing you can't, you can't do something that hasn't been done. So mine is, um, I, once I made it, I, I quote unquote made it, yeah. I believe that I had made it and I couldn't go any further. So I kind of just, I kind of just started becoming a stagnant. I wasn't really doing much, you know? And I, cause I, all my friends around me, I was making more money than them. I was living an easier life. So like quote unquote, what I thought was so honestly, I, I don't want to say I got kind of arrogant, but I was kind of fucking arrogant. I was young. You know what I mean? You, you thought that song by Drake was about you, huh? Yeah. Started from the bottom. Oh, yeah, now sure. yeah, so I really did believe that, you know? Well, cause honestly having a barbershop was like my, my well, child I mean, growing up, you grew my, up in one of the rougher hoods in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I grew up in the hood. So me just, me just owning a barbershop, being, On a, a, main road. being a business owner in general was like, fuck, I made it. Yeah. But So one of my things is what I, what I was trying to get at is don't ever think you made it. Honestly, as an entrepreneur, you never make it. We just, I just saw, um, Ashley just sent me a video the other day about P did and he was talking about this. He goes, um, he said that as don't a, feel like you're alone. Don't feel like you're it. alone. And everyone has problems. Even on, even P Diddy still has problems. He says it's different, but at every level of entrepreneur, like you're going to have problems. They say that, um, there's this girl from right here from Oxford. Her name's Chula. Chula Baby. Chula Baby. She goes another level, another devil. So it's it's true though. Like just because just because you're making more money doesn't mean it's necessarily gonna start becoming easier. It's just a different problems you're gonna encounter. But it's all right. Like I said, once you once you think you made it, it you kind of lose the drive and and you let your guard down. And you let your guard down, and then before you know it, people people that you were so uh, quote unquote ahead of, or you know what I mean start seeing them you start seeing them and they're trying new things out and then be, all it takes is a couple right moves to put you so many more steps ahead of you know not that not that it's about being ahead of people but like but being ahead of yourself you know and trying to be better you know but it's true though okay maybe it's not that's not what we're doing we're not trying to one-up each other but at the end of the day somebody can pass you somebody can pass your level of success simply because they worked they harder get, they yeah. didn't get ahead of themselves yeah, they, you know? yeah they didn't think they just oh how much time to kick my feet up you know what i mean yeah I did, and you were definitely. Oh no, yeah, for sure. I, I, as soon as, like I said, as soon as I got my barbershop, I thought I had already made it. And like I said, it was it was one of my uh, my biggest downfalls. I would have to say, like it just. It, I feel like it's isn't it crazy how like in that time you really genuinely felt like oh, can nobody it. see me oh, right? For sure, you were even doing things that were out of character at those times, and we're not going to get into details, but you really thought you were untouchable in more ways than one, not just in your business. And I feel like isn't it crazy? Like at that time, nobody could talk to you, but then now, like you look back and you can kind of well, like pinpoint. Oh, I've been, like, it, life humbles you. You know what yeah. I mean? You have to realize that. That's why. That's why I'm. I, I'm. I'm here from experience. You know what I mean. Yeah. I mean I'm telling you guys. Don't be like me. Don't be like me. You know what I mean. Be always, always remain humble and always realize that there's more to learn and there's more to there's more room to grow. Yes. There's always. there's there's not there's no ceiling. You honestly. know what my dad used to tell me when I was growing up. My dad used to tell me that there's always someone bigger, better, faster, stronger. Like you can never be, even when you're number one, you're number one at a certain for area. For a moment, yeah. It's like for a while it was Drake on the on the 
on the yeah. Billboard charts, and now, now it's, it's Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. And, it's, and it's okay. For like, a while, it was Mayweather, and then it was Canelo. Yeah, and, you know, there's always, like, there's always... So everyone has their time. Everyone has yeah, their time. Yeah, and if you get the top seat for a little while, man, enjoy it enjoy. while you're there. But the truth is, there's always somebody bigger, badder, better coming and, along. And then the moment, like I said, the moment you start thinking you made it, you you let off the gas, and they're not letting off the gas. So they have the hunger. They haven't got exactly. it yet. You know you're, I mean? you're almost even setting the bar for them, and they're like... Fuck it. I mean, I'm they're almost working, there. They're, they're like, working oh. 10 times harder than you, you know? And For that's sure. and that's how the greats so fall, you know. Like they let off the gas a little bit, thinking that it's been so easy for me the past four or five years. Like, can well, oh, that's thing, your middle name, right? Yeah, there. Can your let, middle name is like shit's easy for me. Can nothing knock me down, but but life can knock you down. And I feel like that also leads in perfectly right into what my biggest biggest lesson that I've learned. And this is also not just business, but also personal, is that most people. See, like, I feel like what you're saying, all this stuff that you're saying, like I said earlier in the beginning of the episode, it's, none of that. I don't struggle yeah, with that. Yeah. Ashley, Ashley is a workaholic. Ashley will work from the moment she wakes up to honestly, she pushes bedtime. I'll be like, all right, you ready to go to bed? And she's like, I'll, I'll go right now. We'll go right. It's like, and on and I don't have the problems you have. Like, yeah. you saying that, you know, you, you me know, wanted to throw money at the pot. Like, let's let's just go to bed. I'll fucking, never I'll pay me. Some, I'm more the type that's like, let hmm, me fix, let me fix the problem. Let me try and see if I could do it, solve it, and and she's not a, have to pay someone. She likes to be a problem solver. I, I guess. do. Yeah, that's that's and her, your that's other her, one. That's her super, uh, her your, super strength. Wait, what was your other one? Your other one was um. To feel like I made it. Actually, yeah, Ashley feels Ashley does not. I ask. will never feel like I made it. It doesn't matter. We could be fucking billionaires, and I would still be like, but was I being a good person? Was I a good mom? Did I was I a good daughter? Did my grandmother enjoy her? This like I, I will she's, never. She's be. over always over analyzing everything. Yes, everything. And then if you, where I'm always like, ah, fuck it. It's it's time to chill. We had we had a good couple of days. Let's fucking take a day off. And, and honestly, and that's, even my first one, like I said, that's my, my fuck up. Don't I? Oh yeah, hands down. My lesson of saying like. Just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't. You that's you don't struggle with that. Oh no, for you're sure. very aware that if I want to do some shit, you're like Kanye. You know where he says I could go to the NBA. Yeah, yeah. you got to believe in yourself. <laughs> that's well, you. Well, the thing is, you if you don't believe it, who who else is gonna believe it? Yeah, you have to true. believe it before anyone else believes it. You know, that's one thing that I will that I want to toot my horn. But honestly, like I've been once I saw the Ashley how Ashley did business and how great she was at it. I I, I, I can do that. No, I'm not how much the, does the earth cost? How much? No, my <laughs> thing is more that I believed in her and I just, you know, like yeah. I knew without, I think I knew before Ashley knew. Like, oh, you did. Absolutely. You did. I was 100%. like, you, you got this. Like it's, it's in the bag. But and then basically by that, he meant we got this. Yeah. We got this baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but I feel like overall, like I said, just like, you know, us hearing each other, like say, well, our stroke, my struggles were yours and seeing the difference. I feel like that just really is, is really the, the epitome of like my second thing that I wish I would have known is that most people are not like me. Like that is something that has taken me 31 years to really comprehend is that most people are not like me. And the same thing with you. Most people are not like you. Most people are not like nobody. There's no normal. There's, exactly. there, there isn't yes, like a normal. You, you know what I mean? That's the main point right there is that like nobody's, and that's something that Hakeem, I mean, you've been trying to drill that in my head for since I got 12 with years. Yeah. We for over twelve years you have tried to tell me like well, most people aren't like maybe like the first six months or so you we were still getting yeah, to yeah. know each other so you really didn't know me but I would say like a year in you started saying well okay but most people aren't like you it started out with girls it's, yeah it just it just honestly Ashley sets a bar and she thinks that like the people are, that the that that's the bar and I'm just like 
no one else sees this bar besides you. You're and like, not only that, but like, it's crazy because it's not, I feel like some people think there's people who are like really narcissistic and think like, well, this is how I am. I'm not even like that. I'm like this. I'm a shit person and most people are incredible. And so I need to be like them. And it's crazy because I set people to a standard that I don't even live up to. That's the crazy part. And it's like, if actually you're not even like that, what makes you think the people are really trying to be like, and that's more like on a personal side, when it comes to business, what I, how I relate that to business is more so along the lines of like, most people don't think about things the way I do. So when I first started my business and the way I would run it, the way I would market things, the way that, um, the way I did basically everything was really angled towards the way that I thought that people think the way that the things, the type of content that I would create, the type of imagery I would use was really honed in on like what I think would make me want to buy. But the truth is most people are not like me. So I was talking to a very like small, tiny, non-existent group of people. And I feel like that's where I struggled in the beginning. And even like on so many other levels, like when we hired staff, like as a worker, whether I was working at a government job, a, a retail job, or if I was working at a, I worked for a small business in the mall. Like I always gave, like I wasn't just a worker. I was trying to run the show and getting paid minimum wage for it. And like, I never cared because I've always felt that when someone gives me a chance, I'm going to prove to you tenfold that it, why I was that working it was, investment. That it was the, it was the best decision that you ever made. Like, I always want people to feel like that. I always want people, like, I never want to let people down. That's like my biggest fear in life is letting people down. And what I have learned is other people do not care if they let you down. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm other people. Yes. I'm, I'm other people. Yes, I, you do, are. I do not care. Well, you, you care about if you let me down. Oh. But, but yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't really care, I guess. Yeah. And that's what most people, I feel like that's generally people are selfish. And I'm not saying I'm not selfish, but I push the border. I don't think anyone's truly selfless. No one's Mother Teresa in here. But like, I think I push the border as far as when it comes to work. Like, I try to just give every ounce of myself. If you've ever taken a course with me. And you try to be like, understand. you try to like see like. The, I'm a Libra. Like, yeah, you try to be understanding and and figure out, well, what if they had a bad day? Or what if yes, they did this? that's and, me, hands down. And, and Someone's, and, a, my, my friends hate so, me. If, someone, if my friends want to vent to me, they if, hate, they're like, don't vent to her. Because she's just going to be on the other person's side. If she, yeah. <laughs> If someone's a bitch to actually, she's just like, oh, well, what made them be a bitch today? Like, was why, it something what? I did? Could it have been something I posted on social media that made them feel that maybe, like, I definitely overanalyzed? Yeah. And and I think, like, I assume that everybody else in the world is exactly like that. So I live my life. I I answer emails and I I create content and I I do customer service in a way that I assume that everyone else is like that. When in fact, most people don't give a shit. They're so self-absorbed. It's the last thing on their mind. But I feel like over the last couple of years, I've definitely, you know, a lot of it has to do with like hiring. A lot of it has to do too with like teaching courses, man. Teaching courses humbled me, whether it was online or in person. Like I learned a lot about how a lot of people are not like me. Another thing that I do very, I'm a, you know what I am? I'm a passionate person. I'm a very passionate person. That, and that's, that's what fuels you. I don't do anything without passion. If I'm going to do it without passion, I don't want to do, do it. You're going to watch a movie mm, I'm five minutes in. I'm not into this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm just, I don't, I'm not into wasting people's time. And what I learned is like, I would never, you guys, I don't know. Maybe this is you. I'm not attacking you. If you've done this, I would never purchase a course for a thousand dollars, two thousand, three thousand, fucking two hundred dollars. I would never buy a course for any amount of money and not give it every ounce of my fiber. 
I do not understand how people take classes and then when they struggle, they don't ask questions. They don't. Or they, or they don't even apply what they're learning in the courses. Yeah. And it's like they took a course and they just think that it's magically supposed to happen for them. It's like, well, did you apply what you learned? It in appalls the me how many people will buy our tweezers. And this is not like me ranting, complaining. This is just me referencing how mind boggled I am sometimes. People buy our tweezers or they buy a lashes or something like that. And they it doesn't work well for them because, you know, um, everything does not work for everybody. Right. And they DM me and saying, you know, these tweezers suck or they don't, they can't laugh for anything. And so my immediate response is always just resolve it. Honestly, nine times out of 10, I just try to resolve it. If it means, you know, um, sending them a new one or doing whatever, I'll do whatever it is that, to be honest, I'll be real with you guys. I do pretty much whatever. I'm very flexible, but I would be damned. I, before I started our brand, like I invested thousands Thousands and thousands and thousands. The first like year, I didn't make any money because all I did was try out tweezers, try lashes. I mean, I tried every brand you could think of. I kept them for a long time too. I had a hard time getting rid of those because those were my hard-earned money when I first started. And never, when I say never, you guys, I, I've tried probably like 100 brands. Never did I reach out to a brand and say, your stuff sucks. Or like, why doesn't they work? Why don't they work? Never, never. I've never done that. The only, the most I've ever done is like drive out to them or send them an email asking if they could give me tips. Like, but I've never reached out and said, your lashes don't work. I want a refund. Your your glue doesn't work. I want a refund. Like, you're more of a learner. That's why you're, you, you want to, yeah, like you say you're a problem solver. You like I'm to, just, you, you like to figure out what's the problem. I'm aware and, that and like, how, how I can, how I'm not I perfect it? and I have to grow. And like, that's one thing of, like, that's what I'm saying, bring me back to like this whole point that people are not like me. Like I have learned because I wouldn't say we've ever had any students that taken a course and said like, well, not to my face anyways, and never said like it sucked. I've never had that yeah, so sure. so far, knock on wood, you know? Yeah, knock on wood. But what I will say is that I've had students that it's very obvious. Now, some people have learning disabilities and that's like totally different. I'm not talking about people who struggle with um, communications or anything like that. I'm more focused on people who are fully absorbing what I'm saying and are just doing something totally different. And I can re-describe it in 10 different languages. And it's very clear that they're not checked. You know, they're just checked out. I had somebody take my course once who showed up 30 minutes late because um, it was a three-day class. Every single day, this person showed up late from lunch as well. They left for lunch and came back about 30 minutes late. Um, I would give homework every night and this person would come back and did not have any of it completed. They didn't even try. One of the days they came in and they were clearly hungover. They're, they smelled like alcohol. It was just like, they didn't even try. And what had another girl who took a class from me and was nodding off after lunch. She was literally falling asleep in front of everybody in front of a group of 10 other girls. Like we're not in high school. Like you don't, you, you're not, you don't have to be here. You exactly. don't have to take you the paid. class. Yeah, you paid. Yeah. Or I had another girl who took a class from me. And on the second day she was doing some weird stuff that I was like, what, why are you doing that? I've never showed you that. And I kind of asked her like, why are you doing that? She goes, well, last night I was struggling. So I went on YouTube. And I get it. If you're struggling, you want to find resources. You don't want to bother me, you know, but my thing is you paid me $3,000. Ask me, ask yeah, me, yeah. ask me. Or I just felt like I should do this because, you know, it made sense. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to explain to you why it doesn't. And then she proceeded to still do it. And I just feel like people are just, I've learned over time and time again, whether it was with my, oh, on like clients, when it came to doing clients clients showing up late, rescheduling at the last second, not, you know, not doing any of the aftercare. Like that's one thing. Okay. With Hakeem, I don't do the aftercare, but when I used to pay for my lashes and when I used, you know, when I pay to get my hair done, when I, anything you tell me to do, I'm gonna do it. Oh, you tell me I need to come get a haircut every six months. 
four months. And you paid for it. You want to I'm take, coming. You want to take care of it the most you can. Yes. Yeah. I'm, you, oh, you tell me that not to use shampoo from the grocery store? Guess what? Never. I have never bought shampoo from the grocery store since I started getting my hair it's done. It's not so much about wasting. Honestly, I wouldn't say it's not so much about wasting my time. It's no. more about wasting your own time. Yeah, you and my I mean? money. Especially when I was working at the DMV, I didn't make a lot of money. So when I paid $300 to get my hair dyed, that was like a whole week worth of my pay i was so that hair was gonna look fire for a while i was gonna milk this i never curled it i never blow dried it i tried to use minimal heat and i i just feel like i had to learn i am not like other people yeah other people like me want to just throw money at the problem and, yes. and have it worked out for themselves that's why people take these courses yes they think and that yeah and they just think that it's gonna magically happen for them and the thing is, you have to put in the work. No matter what, you have to put in the work. Like I said, money could help you. Yes. Money, you could take a better, a better course, like ours. Like ours, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For you know what I mean, it's gonna cost a little more, but you have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's not just gonna. It's not a magic pill. I feel like everyone always asks, especially I feel like nowadays with social media, everyone gets so confused and thinks that things, think that shit just happens overnight. Oh, they had a viral video, or they had this this one thing. We're not they, dumb guys. We know that you all think that our business is doing well because Hakeem went viral. Like we know that people think that. So I think like being aware of what being aware of these things is super important because. You know what? Part of me, honestly, a lot of times we've talked about this before. I've never said this on air before, but sometimes me and Hakeem are like, "Fuck it, let them, let them think that that's what it is." Yeah, like, let them, let them go, let them go blindly doing something. You know, random stuff on TikTok. Like, I can't tell you how many people recently have been creating content that is so blatantly obvious that they're trying to mimic like what they think we do. And I'm not gonna say what because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But there's people creating content that is like so like obviously they're trying to just recreate what they think that we've done in order to get to where we are and i promise you, you have to be yourself remember that yes. guys you have to be you now you yes. can't be you can't be hakeem and actually no skipping yeah you have to be yourself and show up as yourself and put in the work like i said trust me for me to say that it's kind of hard because at the end of the day like I, i'm not gonna sugarcoat i was a fucking lazy ass i didn't i didn't really like to work that hard i did very minimal work and i i expected maximum pay and looking back at it now it's like damn i could have i could it could have gone gone so much further for me with the barbershop now with actually as as my team as my uh mentor mentor teammate partner uh inspiration inspiration anything else anything else you like to add (laughs) actually it's it's kind of it, it pushes me because at the end of the day, how am I going to not be working harder when Ashley don't take no time off? It's fucking awkward. I can't even watch TV sometimes. <laughs> She's over here fucking on the laptop and I'm like trying to watch Netflix. And I'm like, damn, I got to get my ass. So maybe I'll wash the dishes or something. It's maybe, like, maybe imagine like there's like a bodybuilder that you work with at work and they eat fucking chicken and chicken breasts and white rice all day, every day. And you're just like getting Taco Bell. Like you're going to start eating lunch in your car. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's it's like a love hate thing for Ashley being such a hard worker. I love I love her for being such a hard worker, but sometimes, like I said, it makes it like a little awkward for me. Like, damn, I can't. There's no chill for me right now. Like, I gotta I gotta. But work. I feel like okay, that's like, like perfect. That's exactly what I'm kind of talking about here, though. Like me saying that not everyone's like me. That that was not. I hope it didn't come off really whiny and stuff. Like I was. I'm not trying to say that that's necessarily even a bad thing. That's actually a really good thing. And that's why me and Hakeem, we actually do, even though we want to kill each other sometimes, that's why we make such a good team has a lot to do with the fact that we, you're nothing like me. If we were both, who was it? Ed Milet or was it, was it was either Ed Milet or it was um, uh, Grant, what's his name? 
Grant Cardone. Yeah, Grant Cardone. I want to say it might have been Grant Cardone. Anyway, some multi-trillionaire, whatever guy, um, really smart guys, both of them, uh, was talking about how in an interview that like someone asked him like, do you ever like wish that your wife was more like you? Because his wife is like, oh, like stay at home. home. Like now she has her own like ways of making money because oh, no, of meeting his wife. It was Edmila, I think. Oh, it was yeah. okay. But anyways, the point is that they're asking him like, do you ever wish that your wife was more like you? And he's like why and they're like well because imagine like a, what a powerhouse couple like you guys would have been like it, right now it's just you who brings in all the banking imagine if you had two genius marketing masterminds together as one like imagine how far you could have gotten and we've talked about that we've definitely talked about that but his answer is so like so good it's golden he talks about how it's a family unit yeah like well she- what he says is that it wouldn't make sense like if i had if if both of us were like that there'd be no chill and it would be like a, a power struggle between the two. And at the end of the day, like he already, I struggle with balancing and boundary, you know, with boundaries. And I really struggle personally. This is me again, not, not, not the people I was talking about, but he says the same thing. He's like, I, I miss so much. And even though it kills me to be away from my kids, like I do it because in my mind, I have like a purpose and a greater good. And if it wasn't for his wife, like keeping him grounded and reminding him like, Hey, you've missed two soccer games already. Like, come on, you know, what are you doing? Like, or he just always, every time someone offers him to a speaking gig or to, to, to do some workshop or whatever, he's like on my way, on my way. And she has to remind him, like, there's things that are more important than just growth and scaling. And I feel like that's, you give me that for, oh, sure. for sure. I'm always like, let's, you're let's, the wife, you're the, let's, the, let's, the let's, let's hit the chill for a little bit. Yes. I'm definitely the more, let's just hang out. YOLO, treat yeah. yourself. I'm I, I'm a big believer in karma, so I'm like I'm a fucking good person. So good shit's gonna happen for me. Just fucking chill out. And it's funny because a lot of times when Ashley's having like her anxiety and it's just like through the roof, and I'm just like, just chill out, baby. Something's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come through, and then if something comes through and it's He's a- always been like that though you guys you guys don't know like but when we first moved in together, I was 19 years old and I didn't work at the time because I was really sick. And Hakeem used to pay our bills for a long time. He paid all of our bills. And I remember like when I started getting like, we got our a bigger apartment. We got a, like a big kid apartment, you know? And so we started paying more rent and stuff. And I remember being like, oh my God, we got to figure out our numbers. I put all these like budgeting books and all this stuff because, you know, he's a barber. So like, it's not like he has a paycheck that I could go off of. We needed to budget. We needed to figure out how much money we need per week. You know, all this stuff. I was freaking out. And what if our baby breaks an arm? What if this, what if that? And Hakeem would like be like, we literally didn't know. There was so many months where we did not know how we were going to pay our rent. You know, our roommate couldn't always afford to pay their from portion of the rent. And our roommate was our relative. So Hakeem would cover their rent. And like, I would look at him and be like, where are you going to get $700 from by Saturday? And he would just like, Hakeem would be like drinking a beer, like chilling. Yeah. And like, I would look at him and be like, what? Are, and he was all, let's just watch Friday. Let's chill. And I'm like, Hakeem. And I'm like freaking out. I can sell my clothes. I could probably, you know, fucking sell my ass. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but like, what are we going to do? And Hakeem would just tell me, babe, money comes and goes. Oh my God. Money, that phrase money. is so scarred in me. Because Hakeem would say that and me being this like frantic new mom, I was, I could, didn't understand how you can think that. How can you, and I would tell him, where, where, where are you going to pull money out of? You got to just have faith sometimes. So I mean, don't, don't rely on only faith, but definitely I've, I, I am a big believer in that too, though. Like just having a good positive attitude for some reason, some, if you're, if you're working hard and you have a good attitude, I feel like 
stuff falls not to say falls in, into your lap but kind of but sometimes it does fall on, onto your lap you know what i mean just working hard and truly trying to be i guess i'm i'm no fucking angel i made plenty of fucking mistakes and the only thing i could do is try to grow from them but yeah be generally believing that you're a good person and trying your best to be a good person and working hard really does go yeah. really far and i would say like one other added thing i could say in that like the one other element to that like you're right working hard being a good person but also putting yourself out there. I feel like that's the element you're not really, you're good at that. You're good at maybe not like on social media, you weren't with your, with your barbershop, but you were out there. You were out a lot. You were always out. You were at the bars. You were at the, the you know, wherever, wherever the people were, you were there. Yeah, sure. You were gone pretty much every night from Thursday to Monday. You know, and whether I liked it or not at the time, you were and you were talking to people and you were introducing yourself. Maybe you weren't wearing a T-shirt with your you know, business on it like you could have been, but you were for sure having the conversation. Oh, yeah, for sure. You were hanging out with guys who you had just cut their hair, their hair looked clean and they were complimenting and be like, oh, this is my guy. Like you were networking socially. You were social networking, except just. I just didn't know it. I guess that I just never mm -hmm. really thought of it like that. So I feel like that's part, don't, don't leave that part out because that's key. Just being confident and manifesting. If you don't get out there and you don't put yourself yeah, out there in front always, of people. Well, being an entrepreneur, you have to put yourself out there, whether it is, like she said, whether it's in person or online, because sometimes you don't even realize what it is. I, I know for sure with Ashley, the whole networking thing. I remember before she, when she had Facebook and all this stuff, after I got out of high school, I wasn't really like trying to comment on no one's stuff. And then Ashley was constantly if like, if someone messaged fucking... me on Facebook for my birthday, I would like, leave them such a heartfelt, genuine, unique. I wouldn't just say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody. I was literally like, like having a conversation with them because I was so grateful that they took the time out of their day and, to tell and that, me happy and birthday. And that helped Ashley so, so much, like with the business, just because, like I said, she kept all these like genuine like friendships alive. So when I had something to sell, finally, much years later, it wasn't like, oh, now you want to talk. You know oh, that I, girl? Who, oh, now you want to be nice to me? Yes, you know that girl who comes in your DMs and is like, hey, girl, remember me from high school? Um, how are you? Oh, that's cool. I'm selling this product, and yeah. you should buy it. I, it wasn't me for how much for ten years. She had been being the nice girl and just with with no real no I, like I said, she, she, she didn't even really know it's not like she knew no, 10 years ago I never she knew. wanted to be a teacher so just yeah. like, it, it was just it, that's just in her it's so i just i overthink and i never want people to think that about, i'm ignoring them or being mean to them or mm -hmm. whatever and i know I, I know what it feels like to like put content out there even if it is just a selfie or a picture of your lunch or something like that and nobody comments or nobody likes it like that doesn't feel good and i never wanted people to feel like no one cared about them like people are fragile and there was times in my life like i've talked about this before like there was times in my life where i felt nobody cared about me and i was just shouldn't be here and i was pointless you know and that was one of my lowest times like feeling like nobody cared you know no i looked and i thought i would tell myself if somebody, if, if nobody texts me today, like, no, I'm, today's going to be the day that I just end everything. You know, I know that's kind of sad, but I'm being real. Like that has a lot to do with why I am the way I am. I am always fearful that I'm going to be somebody's fucking 13th reason. And I know that's like a joke on TikTok and stuff, but I'm, you know, you know, babe, I'm being so serious. Like I know how fragile people's mental health can be. So when people would like post something and I could see it was six hours ago and no one's liked it or commented on it, like I will be the one and I will comment and I will heart and I will, you know what I mean? Like if anybody who's listening, if you, if I follow you on social media, whether you use our products or you don't, I can almost guarantee you there has been at least once or twice that we have interacted some way. And I've probably the, probably been the one that initiated it. Like I can almost guarantee you that because 
I mean, it's getting a little harder. I'm not going to lie now because our following is growing. But for the most part, like I don't just reciprocate. I feel like that's a mistake a lot of people make. They just reciprocate what other people give to them. They treat people the way they, they're getting treated by them. But I don't do that. I don't do that eye for an eye stuff. Like I treat you the way that I would want to be treated. And again, Regar regardless of how yeah. regardless. And again, most people are not like me. And so I feel like that it's that combination of both of our strengths and weaknesses that's really balanced it out. But um, we could talk about this it's all crazy, freaking yeah. night. And, um, you know, we're, we're always trying to give you guys free game and help you out. This was a little bit less like educational, but more, more so like, like motivational, yeah. inspirational, I guess you could say. A lot of times we have like a specific topic. This one I just kind of wanted to talk and let you guys, you know, know a little bit inside of us. A lot of times, like I said, we come on here with like a specific like, oh, this is what, you know, the tips, tricks or whatever. And these are just kind of like life lessons. It's been a while since we did something like this. So I hope that um, you guys like this episode. And if you're going through those stro any kind of the struggles that we, we talked about that, you know, that you're not alone. Yeah, it's not. It's being an entrepreneur. It's, it's a hard it's, lonely. it's it's lonely and it's hard every day. It's no matter what level you're at, whether you're doing whether you're making more money this month than you made last month or you're it's just going great there's other there's pawns you're gonna encounter and just yeah. know that that's part of the process and you really do have to enjoy it and you really do have to find things that um that like people that you can connect with and things that you can relate to you know it's so important not to just i feel like sometimes we just focus on like um, you know, the superficial parts, like, oh, I want to, you know, talk to that person because she has a lot of followers, but what if she has nothing in common with you? What if she doesn't know you? What if she doesn't get you? You know, it's important that you ask questions from people who are, you know, who are going to be receptive to, because at the end of the day, like you can't know everything. Remember Hakeem said that, like, you'll never know anything. Don't feel like you can't reach out to people, but also at the same token, pick the right people to ask, ask us, reach out to us <laughs> where I'm just saying, because there are people out there who don't want to help you. They don't care. They don't really care. That's what it comes down to. This they don't thing. care yeah. if you're making it or not, you know, and, or there's people who will only answer your questions about lashing if you took their course. Or there's only people. There's people who will only give you tips if you bought their products. Like there's so many people out there that they're 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 them being nice is depending on it's conditional. You, you know, it's yeah. conditional. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on well, did did I get something out of this and what do I receive? And so just be careful. Like I don't want you guys to think that. Well, Ashley said that everybody will help everybody. It's mm -hmm. it's not like that. So don't be offended. If, and and find your people. You're gonna find your tribe. Like I said, maybe we're not your tribe. Maybe we're not your people. You know, but there's they're out there. They're definitely out there. So, yeah, I hope that um that you guys got a lot of value. Hopefully, we helped you. You know, get some perspective. That was the word of the day today for perspective. Me. Perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you just need someone to explain to you your you know your struggles without having to tell them to them. And hopefully we did that. I I definitely am grateful um, for this time that we get, whether, you know, whether, like I said, whether you are new in the business or you've been at it for a long time, Hakeem and I have a lot of experience between the two of us. Yeah. Like I said, Hakeem's been a barber for almost 13 years. This spring, it'll be 13 years. Um, I have been in the beauty industry for nine, but I've been in the lash industry since I signed up for my first class in 2017. So we have a blended um portfolio of experience from working in salons and barbershops to working from home to traveling to owning salons barbershops i mean we've well, done pretty, it all yeah pretty much done it all now. we've basically done it all so we're you know our messages are always open um until next time
thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, thank you. And hopefully Hakeem will be um, doing the intros from now on. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>